Welcome to Kindred Conversations. I'm Paris Tews. And I'm Brittany Fry. We are two young moms that are committed to loving motherhood because we believe that it is something to be enjoyed, not just endured. We want to cherish the sweet moments and be present during the hard ones while we grow alongside our children. As we have entered motherhood, we have found so much comfort and value in conversations with women in all different stages of motherhood. And we are here to share those conversations so we can grow together and embrace all of the joy modern motherhood brings. Okay, well, welcome back to this episode of Kindred Conversations. And Happy New Year. We are so excited to be starting out a full year of Kindred Conversations. (laughs) Yes, I feel like we kind of just shoved it in there the last little bit of the year. And we are happy we did it because we were really eager to get started. But we're so excited to have a full year of content. And we're just really looking forward to diving in and... Yeah, growing the podcast. So thank you for being here. We have a really fun guest today that we're so excited to have with us. (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) Um, I was going to introduce you as Kenna. Should I say McKenna? No, let's let's just say Kenna. (laughs) Okay. Okay. We have a really fun guest that we're so excited to have with us today, Kenna Chatterley. She is one of our dear friends, and we wanted to give a quick intro into Kenna before we um, talk about what we wanted to sort of pick her brain about today. Yes. So Kenna is a photographer by profession. Um, she has a little boy named August. They call him Augie sometimes. A lot. A lot. <laughs> Most of the time. August, <laughs> Augie, same thing. He's darling. He's darling. Uh, she's from Northern California. Southern California. What? I for sure thought you were from Northern California. I have a sister in Northern California, so I could see the confusion. Do you visit Northern California? Mm -hmm. That's why. Yeah. I see you visit, and I'm like, oh, it's her hometown. Anyways, she's from (laughs) Southern California, but now she lives in Utah, and she has, like, a little farm, and it's the cutest thing ever, and she... Farm might be a strong word, but that's what we call it, because we don't have yards. (laughs) (laughs) She has chickens. So, so I'm calling it a farm. <laughs> that's like the goal. Yeah, one day we'll have goats. Compared and... to our townhomes, it's, a, it's farm. a farm. What's the definition of a farm? It's a farm. Honestly, and like animals. I think animals. Aussie yeah. and chickens. Yeah, farm. yeah. Farm. <laughs> I have my own hashtag Chatterley Farm, so it's yes. it's yes. a big deal. Yeah. yeah, we're counting it. Um, and she's a thrifter, and she is a very talented thrifter, might I add. Yes, and an amazing gardener. She has just jumped right into this little farm which has been really fun to follow the journey and Paris and I actually went right when she moved into her house that she lives in now and helped plant seeds for her garden she has like this giant garden plot and we helped plant seeds and by the end of the summer she was just like this master gardener giving us all the expertise in gardening at that point though I didn't even know like how deep I should plant the seeds that's why I wanted you guys to (laughs) talk Well, now you know I'm like, then I can like so. have someone to blame if it doesn't go. <laughs> oh my gosh. So does that mean we get the credit for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. thriving success. Yeah. Um, but the reason that we wanted to have Kenna on is because I feel like so many people lose themselves in motherhood, and I met Kenna when Augie was like a few weeks old. Oh yeah, um, and I feel like it's been really fun because I have watched Kenna like find herself in motherhood and just do it so beautifully and embrace it wholeheartedly and we thought it would be fun to have her on for a chat about it so thanks for being here Kenna. Oh I'm so excited you have no idea. Um, Just a small disclaimer too to this um, topic of just finding joy in your life and embracing I guess maybe 
embracing is a better word, just embracing the life that you're living, even though it may be different from what you had imagined. I just want to say that we are very thoughtful about those who have gone through difficulties that they hadn't expected or tragedies that they never could have imagined and that those things are difficult and you're not going to find joy in those things maybe ever but that doesn't change the fact that you can still embrace the life that you are living and hopefully eventually you can find joy in it yeah and i think you can embrace when you're in a season of hardship and there are moments for that too and is there going to be a lot of like excitement and joy in that? Maybe not, but hopefully you can find light and find um, just like comfort in being where you're at, wherever that may be. Mm-hmm. So should we start with our moment of gratitude? Yes. Let's start with our moment of oh, gratitude. I almost forgot. I feel like we like, oh, we're just trying to jump into the conversation. <laughs> I know. We're so excited. We have to start with the moment of gratitude. Can yeah. I have it? You kick us off. Okay. Yeah, I'll kick us off. Um, Today specifically, I am very grateful to live across the street from a church parking lot um, because now that Augie's a walking toddler, um, he's so busy and like this winter, it's really given me a run for my money because (laughs) constantly trying to find things like that make him tired and that get him, you know, let him get out that energy. So every afternoon during like our witching hour, like between his last nap and before he goes to bed, we just yes. go across the street to the church parking lot with his little Tykes tractor. And I just let him go like as far as he wants. It's like three acres of just pure parking lot. And he just can go as crazy as he wants. Then he gets tired. It's all part of my master plan to get him to go to bed. But That's the best idea very, though. I I'm love that. I'm so grateful to have that parking lot. No kidding. That's toddler heaven. It's yes. re- it really is. So you guys are welcome to bring the boys over and whatever wheels they have. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I so love crazy. that just in motherhood you're grateful for things like parking oh, lots. Yes. <laughs> yes. Amen. <laughs> Amen to that. And I'll go, go next. Yeah. Um, this morning I woke up, if you guys listened to our last episode, we were talking about our intentions for the new year. And one of mine is to be better at my, at my morning routine. And this morning I woke up and I did a really hard workout and I just thought to myself, I actually think I even said out loud, which I don't really do, but I just was thinking like, I am so grateful to myself that I chose to do this for myself this morning. And so is that a weird thing? I was like, I was no. grateful. Awesome. I was grateful that like I put myself, I put myself um, first enough to make that decision this morning. So I love that. Yeah, I was just grateful to myself yesterday that went early to bed early enough. Let's say that. Yes, <laughs> which yes. is so hard to do. It's, it's so, so hard to do. That's like your time. To yeah, have yes. after with your husband or yeah. with just by yourself. And yeah. I was like so grateful that I didn't sleep through it. Totally, That's I love awesome. that. I needed it. <laughs> And it, it does. It puts you in the best mood for the day. That's true. Um, my, let's see. Okay, what I'm grateful for this week is just a really beautiful earth. I think that the beauty in nature brings me so much joy. And I I, I would assume it's that way for most people. But um, Paris knows this. I have, like, this really deep love for where I grew up. Yes. <laughs> I love that about you. I'm from Portland and go every time I go home, it like fills my soul. There's no other way to describe it. It's just being outside and smelling like the wet earth and hearing the rain when you go to sleep and everything being green. It just fills my soul in a way that nothing else does. 
And I'm just really grateful for that. I'm grateful that we were healthy and that we were able to quarantine so that we could go home. And then I'm grateful that I could be there and just enjoy the beauty of the earth. That's good. I, I love like living that. vicariously when you're there. <laughs> I know. I'm like, hmm. Nice. It must be nice. Yeah. And for all our listeners, Brittany got home from her beautiful Portland trip about an hour ago. So yes. we're really glad that she's here now recording. We've missed recording for sure. Yeah, we have. Um, so we'll jump into our questions now. Um, the first question we wanted to ask you, Kenna, is if you were to go back to when you got married, how many years ago? It was only almost three years ago. So almost three years ago. How, how did you picture your life to be? Like three years from then. Um, and then how is, how is your life now different than what you had imagined? Um, I feel like it's different and the same. Um, a lot of what I have is what I've always wanted. I just didn't expect for it all to happen so fast. Because Tanner and I, we got married um, our last year of college. We moved to Washington for a summer to do his internship. We moved back to Idaho where we finished our last year of school. And within our first month of school, I found out I was pregnant. And at that point, like, pregnancy wasn't even a thought. I thought I was on birth thought I was on birth control. <laughs> I was the best of us. I was the best of us. I'm like, you would think it's really easy to take a pill every night. <laughs> it's not. Uh, so Let's just say I never trusted yeah. myself with that one. <laughs> yeah, I've never gone back to the pill since. But, you know, obviously it's all in good timing. But yeah. so I found out I was pregnant and my initial reaction was to cry because it wasn't that I wasn't grateful, but it was just because it happened so fast and we had these plans within our first like couple years of marriage and we wanted to focus on each other and to travel and which, you know, we laugh at that now because yeah. <laughs> traveling's not even a thing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but so just like all the expectations I set for myself and for Tanner that we kind of had to realign what our future was going to look like. And his reaction was the best. I like, I remember I had to go to class right when I found out I was pregnant. And so I didn't want to say anything out loud because I knew the second I said it out loud, like it was real. Like mm-hmm. I was pregnant. So I went to class. I remember I didn't say a thing the whole time. I like sat in the corner. I was just like that, like really like pissed off kid in the back <laughs> that just like has their hood on. And pissed <laughs> off kid because you are growing a kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then I get home and he like can tell something's wrong. And he's freaking out. Like, he immediately just assumes the worst. He's like, you're cheating on me. And I'm like, no. I'm like, no, it's quite That's the opposite. So sad. I'm like, I'm locking you down forever because I'm pregnant. So we go to the Dollar Tree. I, like, buy five tests just because I'm like, it could just be, like, a faulty test. But faulty positives are, like, so unlikely. So, but I felt like I just, like, needed to take those five tests. We took all five of them. They immediately came back positive And we were like, okay, we're like, we're doing this. And we went to Five Guys and we ate huge burger and fries and we were like all right I just cried for a second he laughed and honestly that was the <laughs> only never time back. never looked back that was the only day the day I found out that I cried just to get that out like those emotions I feel like I had to just like let that out in order for me to then like embrace what my future was gonna look like mm-hmm. and from there we were just so excited and we then graduated school. I walked at like nine and a half months pregnant. So oh impressive. Gosh. And I was wearing heels in the dead of summer. I don't know what I was thinking. Wait, I need to see these pictures. Yeah, um, iconic. No, I have to pull those up. <laughs> My ankles, poor things. Um, and we moved to Utah that day. We graduated. Um, and then two weeks later, I had Augie. 
And then Tanner, like, landed in that time, too. Like, Tanner landed this amazing job um, with Route, which is, like, a local tech company. And it's a startup. And he was, like, the 40th employee. And now they have, like, over 200, I think. So we just, I mean, the timing couldn't have been better. And I honestly attribute it to me getting pregnant. I feel like it, like, encouraged him to take school more seriously and to, you know, figure out how he's going to provide for us. And, yeah. I have to say, I just love... Um, obviously getting pregnant is like a really, really happy thing. Um, but I think in general, when something hard happens, I just think that's such a good practice of like, let yourself be sad about it Mm -hmm. for a minute. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously it's a happy thing, but it wasn't your plan. And it's, there's nothing wrong with like mourning what you thought you had for a second Mm -hmm. and then like looking forward. And now you have a one-year-old, you didn't think you were going to have a one-year-old at this point in your life, but like you're loving it oh my gosh Mm -hmm. I like love I feel like I am so much more fun now that I have a kid than (laughs) I was before way more outgoing like I feel like I'm such an introvert at heart but he has just made me become so much more fun I I, don't know I love it's so fun our kids do that to us because they really do force us outside of our comfort zone so true like Miles will like wave to like I'm like trying not to make eye contact and Miles is like hi and yeah. so like, you know they just they force us out of our comfort zone Absolutely. in the best way. I totally agree. And what you were saying, Paris, about just like letting yourself have a moment too. I was thinking, listening to Kenna talk about that, that it's so unhealthy to suppress those feelings anyway. That you might like yeah. they're going to come. Yeah. Mm-hmm one way or another and if you try to push them out or ignore them like they'll come up eventually so it is so healthy and good I think you know whatever surprises life throws at us to let the emotions come like let those feelings come and then and then we can move forward and know and know as you're feeling them like yeah I'm letting myself have this moment and then we're gonna pick ourselves up and move forward well and like as mothers all of us are like are so blessed because we have a baby like whether we have one baby or two or however many like we have we're so blessed like that doesn't mean that when they like cry all night long Mm -hmm. it's okay to still acknowledge that that's hard too and you're you can still be so blessed you have a baby and still acknowledge that hardship can go with it as well totally did you hear my voice waver when you said that I'm like, yeah, your baby may not sleep ever, but it will be okay. <laughs> even at two years old. Yeah, even when they're two. <laughs> Still not sleeping. He's a horrible sleeper. Oh, poor but guy. But he's such a happy little guy. Yeah. So, I mean, he and gives you know it, give and take. Yes. You can be so grateful for your sweet baby and still And still have a it, hard time. But it sucks that he doesn't <laughs> Honestly, Augie, I don't know. Well, I do know what it is. He has been waking up every night at like 11 o'clock on the hour to poop. <laughs> because once they day, get on a schedule they well, stay no, all on day it. he holds it in he like grunts and lifts up his leg and i thought he was pooping this whole time but he was really just holding it in oh, and it's when he stop. sleeps that he finally like lets his body relax and come 11 o'clock we're like sound we like finally hit our heads on the pillow and are asleep no. and i hear the poop and it's a poop cry like the poop there's, cry. there's a difference you know your child's like, cry just like yep but, that is what so can you funny. do no one else is going to change it. <laughs> the, the joys. The joys. Yeah. Um, okay, Kenna, so you kind of brushed over this in your just, like, summary of the past three years. But I want to ask specifically, like, what surprises do you feel like you have had in the last three years? If you were to just, like, pinpoint them. like Besides yeah. like, Augie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Augie best surprise. Yeah. Um, honestly, being, like, 
I don't know if I'd consider myself a farm girl, but just like this like homegrown person that wears like Carhartt overalls and goes to Home Depot twice a week. And like, I'm from California and I was just like the stereotypical California girl and never considered myself to be the person that I am now. Never thought I would have chickens or grow a garden. Or but also I feel like this is like the that, but most you you've ever oh, been. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I feel like I, so I'm six of seven kids. So I had three older sisters before me and I kind of just followed in their footsteps growing up and whatever they did, I wanted to do that. And so I you know, I joined volleyball because they played volleyball and I joined ASB because they did ASB and then they went to BYU-Idaho, so I went to BYU-Idaho. So I did a lot of things because I looked up to them so much and I just didn't really, I don't feel like I thought for myself. I kind of just, it seemed like it worked out for them. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just this do what I did. Yeah. Yeah. This is what you and do. It <laughs> wasn't until I moved away from home and I was completely by myself and I made mistakes and I, you know, I had to learn the hard way that I now at this point in my life that I am like, okay, I'm like this, this is me. Mm-hmm. Like this is like the truest me I've ever been. I love that. I don't know. That's so sweet. I think becoming a mom in general just forces you to be so much more intentional about your decisions. Who you are. Yeah, that mold you into who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So true. Okay, so going off of that, you talked about some of like just how, well, I guess maybe not surprise is like the wrong word, but just basically how like who you are now and the things that you're passionate about now and the way you spend your time now, none of that is what you had expected. <laughs> no. Okay, so I want to ask you then, yeah. going off of that, what about like your current life brings you the most joy? It's such a hard question because, you know, I feel like my life has so many layers right now and totally. all those layers bring me a different kind Big of joy. Big and small, yeah. But then like, makes my life feel so fulfilled because, mm-hmm. um, you know, Augie and Tanner are the obvious answer. Um, when things are right with them and, you know, we're doing well, like that's when I can just like feel peace at home and mm-hmm. I feel fulfilled as a mother. Um, but I also, I just like, I love my time to study about like the garden and my chickens and what I can do for this upcoming season. And, and on top of that, now that I like have these skills to, and like these eggs and all this produce I love to give it to like my neighbors I don't like I've I feel like growing up I was kind of selfish with my things like if I you know if I made that or if I did that and I'm like that's mine I'm like <laughs> like I'll give you a little piece especially with six siblings yeah, yeah. yeah I'm like what's mine is mine yeah. <laughs> yeah but like I feel like I've really come to love serving my neighbors and I've never really had permanent neighbors other than the ones I grew up with at home and so now that we have our own home and like our own little community, I find so much joy in just being able to give our neighbors some eggs and then, you know, asking how they're doing. Okay. I'm you actually know. so intrigued by this right now <laughs> because you have said that you're an introvert and, yeah. and just the Kenna that I know, and then you telling us that you give things to your neighbors and then ask how they're doing, like that's a really big deal. <laughs> and I'm thinking like the Kenna I know is not an introvert at all. I'm like, yeah, I, she's so extroverted. Maybe so like, I'm curious like how you've made that transition. Maybe yeah. like an introverted extrovert. Like I get my energy from being at home mm-hmm. and just like having like my alone time. Um, but I also just, I love human interaction. Mm-hmm. But a lot of, it's funny because I was thinking about this earlier and I'm like, a lot of the things that I am now are things that I was scared of 
like my whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have probably hosted more parties this year than I ever have in my entire life. And hosting a party was one of my biggest fears that my whole life. Shocking. I've <laughs> only thrown one birthday party my whole life because I was terrified <laughs> that no one would come. And I'm like the person who like can send you an invite and then I'll give you five reasons of why like you might not you, be able to yeah. make it. And I'm like, like you guys will like, come over like <laughs> next week sometime. But if you can't, it's totally fine. Like I get it. You're busy. It's chill. Like you don't have to come over. <laughs> I like retract the invite before they can even give me a yes. And so I like this year, I feel like just having my own home has given me the confidence to just you know, face throw a party for, yeah, just throw a party. And and you want to throw a party, so you just go for it. And it's brought me so much joy. I love it. And I have to say the thing I love most about your answer is that's such a simple thing that anybody has access to, like serving your neighbor and human interaction. Like that anybody can do that. Like no matter Mm -hmm. your situation, you have access to that. And I think like you, even given our current situation, yeah, right? Yeah. People crave like, it now though more than any. Yeah. Yes. You know? yes. I agree. And I feel like it's easy to look at your life and like you obviously live like such a beautiful, rich, full life. And I feel like that's easy to see from the outside looking in. But I love that what brings you the most joy is the, mm-hmm. like those small, simple things yeah. that just make all the difference. I love that. So, so I have fun. like one experience recently from one of my neighbors and it was like, probably one of the highlights of, I don't know if I'd say my year, but of just like the last like few months, there's this old man, um, his name's Don and his wife is Eileen. Like how freaking cute is that? Like Don, Don and, and Eileen. Eileen. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Like you guys are out of a Hallmark movie. Cute. And so we like, we're just handing out like a little Christmas tree. And I had a couple cartons of eggs that I was just going to give to the neighbors who my chicken's always go to and like tear up their yard I like feel bad so I'm like he's like a peace offering for all the mess my chickens I made so I had that in the wagon and I was just gonna drop that off at the end so I'm at his I come to their house and um he comes up and he's wearing a mask and he's just the sweetest old man I've ever met in my entire life and I like give him like the little tree and he's like oh my gosh he's like thank you so much he was like you don't need to do this he's like you're the one that's always hosting those parties across the street right (laughs) I'm like yeah I'm like that's me he's like oh that is just so fun he's like you know us old folks we don't get to do anything nowadays because we're just trying to be safe he's like so me and Eileen will just sit in front of the window and we'll just watch sometimes from our window that's gonna cry why is that and so and so he said that and my heart was just aching and I was like okay well I was like well oh and then he told me too he was like you know, like we used to go to our favorite restaurant every week. It was like Red River something. It's down in Provo. It's like, you know, just like a classic old person place to get yeah. a chicken pot pie and a steak, you know? Yeah. And he's like, we haven't been there in so long and told us that. And then I was like, well, I'm like, when you're comfortable, I'm like, I would love to have you guys over for dinner. And he's like, oh, he's like, you don't want me over. And I was like, it just like made my heart hurt that like he didn't, like they just don't feel like wanted because of their age you know mm-hmm. and like I just like had this undying love so then I felt like I should just give him some eggs because he was just so grateful for the chocolate so like I give him the eggs and he's like oh he's like I could cry he's like I'm gonna go make these right now oh, he's like yeah. I grew up with chickens and he's like I used to have like a, we had like 500 chickens and he's like they were the poultry ones where you like kill them but like, well, <laughs> I'm like you don't dare touch my chickens <laughs> I'm like, like these are my children and so I just like gave him some eggs and like it honestly took nothing you know, I mm-hmm. didn't do anything other than like put him in the car. But like his gratitude just like sparked something in me where I'm like, I want to go get him some dinner at his favorite restaurant. And I'm like, I don't want to be creepy, but I just like want to get him. Oh, I love him. I love yeah. him. So 
I don't know. I would have never known that well, if I didn't make the effort to just, like, stop by, you know? Oh, I totally. love, too, that you were, like, a little – like, I feel like there had to have been some sort of hesitation, like – my chickens are is bugging you like you might hate me but like I'm trying like I feel like it would be really easy to make an excuse like to not talk to him and to not make a connection because you had like yeah. these ideas of how he felt about you but then like he loved you and you loved him and you were able to have like that strong connection and I think I do that sometimes like oh I I have lived next door to them and I haven't talked to them in way too long and so now it's gonna be weird and mm-hmm. they don't like me and they think I'm mean and like right. I just spiral yeah. you know and so I'm like oh yeah so I can't it's talk. like too and late to ask them what their name is yes. because yes. you yes. should know their name <laughs> yes <laughs> well like just crossing that bridge and making that connection is so worth it yeah mm-hmm. for both yeah. of you like yeah. that's special for both of you okay so I want to just ask like a little bit deeper question into I guess like how you have embraced where you're at now. I'm just curious if you feel like, I mean, you've, we've talked about the introverted versus extroverted thing, but I'm curious if you feel like just embracing your life is a part of your personality. If you sort of just jump right into things or if you feel like that's something that you have learned to do. Um, I feel like I've refined that. Um, I definitely haven't always been like this. But I've always been a hard worker, which I think now has, like, played into a part of who I am. Um, Because, I mean, I grew up with six brothers and sisters in California, in Southern California. And it's so expensive down there. And um, in the heat, like, when all of us lived at home, then there was, like, the recession where my dad's job went down the hill. And, like, now being a parent, I can't imagine, like, the pressure and, like, the weight that they felt taking care of six or seven kids um, during that time. And... So with that, I have just kind of had to learn how to, you know, make things happen for myself because I couldn't just wait around for Mm -hmm. my parents to do that for me. Mm -hmm. And um, so I got, I think I got my first job when I was honestly almost 18, which is really late now that I think about it. I'm like, why did I wait that long? (laughs) Because you were busy doing ASB and volleyball. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. And so I got my first job is at PacSun. And Bonacruz's first stops too. <laughs> yes. What? We'll have to talk about that. Yeah. I like will, I, employees. I will occasionally hear a song that was on like the playlist. Yeah. And I it, like gives me PTSD. It brings you back. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I that like so feel like I need to start folding t-shirts. <laughs> that is so funny. So I. What's funny though is I think I only raised like a thousand dollars before I went off for my first year of school. And I thought a thousand dollars was a lot of money. And I'm mm. like, oh heck yeah, I'm like freaking loaded. So I go up to school and I didn't work my first year of school. So that I had a phase of life I feel like where I was kind of lazy like I didn't if I didn't have to work I'm like eh, I'm not gonna work and I took like the minimal amount, minimal amount of credits I just wanted to have fun and that was kind of like a growing period for me I feel like I made a lot of little mistakes and I just like I kind of just like felt sick inside like I just like didn't know who I was I didn't feel like I was being intentional about what I was doing I kind of mm-hmm. was just going with the flow and I wanted friends and I kind of would just like do whatever and say whatever to like get friends um, but I just like wasn't genuinely happy. Um, but then, but then I went to school for a year. I came home, and I realized I had to make more money. So I started working three jobs at all at the same outlets. I worked at Puma, <laughs> a PacSun, and Aruka. And oh I, my gosh! And none of them would give me a full time job. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll work at all of you guys. And I just would work every single day from like 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. because I was like, okay, That's I have impressive. to like, I have to like make more money because I don't want to keep taking out student loans. And so I got up to school, and I knew the money wasn't going to last. So then I um, I got a job at a local restaurant to be a waitress, and then I donate plasma 
twice a week. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm like, this is like a good consistent amount of money. Um, once I got enough, then I bought my first car. It was a 1998 Honda Civic. It was green. Um, that's like a, and, I can picture that car. Yeah, yeah it was great. It was great. It was like, 20, green it was like $2,500. <laughs> And it was a lot of money to me at the time, but Mm -hmm. that then opened the door for me to start photography because I'm like, I have to be able to have like a car to like get around places. So then I bought my first camera a little bit after that. Um, And then I started doing weddings and just really anything anybody would pay me for. And I would literally take anything, but I had to start somewhere. Yeah. And so, you know, and then I did that, met Tanner. I kind of got us through school because he wasn't able to really have a legit job while he was in school just because his major really was limited to his graduating or him graduating to get a real job. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've always been a hard worker and I've like made the be- the best of like my situation and my circumstances. Totally. And, um, but it's now like evolved into something more, especially like being a mom. And now I'm actually like living a life where I like love what I do. Mm-hmm. I love being a mom. I love gardening. And I'm like so happy that I finally have like reached a point where the work I'm putting in is in things that I like genuinely love. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not going to last. It might not last forever. It might last forever. Who knows? But my now right now is amazing. But it's taken so much work to get to where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Well, I think too there's something to be said for just – the joy that comes from work in general. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, when you were working those three outlet mall jobs, those weren't, like, filling your soul, I'm sure. No. But I do think there was probably, like, a joy and a pride that came from the hard work that you did. And, like, I think that that's something to be so proud of. And something I think we can all relate to is there is joy to be found in hard work, even when you're, like, in the middle of the like sometimes kind of crappy part yeah Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes like for me my worst case scenario is that I'm bored like I would way rather be working really hard than be bored and I think that's one reason your life is so full of joy is because it's also so full of work like Mm -hmm. I know you work really hard at photography and you work really hard at your like maintaining your little farm and that's something that I'm sure brings so much fulfillment because you invest in it so much. I love that. Me too. Um, so I wanted to ask about um, just like those times that aren't as happy or as, I shouldn't even say happy, but as... Um, fulfilling maybe? Fulfilling, yes. yeah, or, yes. or exciting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I know there was a period where Augie... And I just, I related to this, and I'm sure there have been a lot harder things in your life, but I saw this one. <laughs> I know there was a period where Augie woke up at, like, 4 a.m. Forever. Uh-huh. Yep. And, like, and I, like, I know you still had an amazing attitude, and you still loved and embraced your life then. Like, you just loved watching the sunset with him. So, like, what is your mindset when you're going through things that, like, aren't as dreamy? Yeah, and not that they're, sorry, to just to clarify, because I think, going off of this question I think we're on the same page of like maybe not like the hard parts but just like the not so glam part yes yes, <laughs> yes. Just, just, just like the not glamorous parts yeah. like yes yeah. exactly yeah. Thank you, you change your kid's diaper that. he wakes yeah. up at four in the morning yeah. you, my kids like, are kind of yucky your like, chickens <laughs> poop too yeah. you know whatever you have yeah, to clean like, out your yard before winter just like yeah. those things yeah. that, like you have to do yeah yeah and like you have to do them with your chickens and we all have to do them with our kids yeah, yeah. you yeah. know yeah I 
I have to remind myself because I'm not gonna I'm not great at this because I have moments where I just like feel bad for myself when I shouldn't because I have so much but to just recognize that these moments are just that like they are just moments Mm -hmm. and you know at 4 a.m I'm like it's not gonna be 4 a.m for much longer you know like the sun does come up like my chickens you know they pay me back by you know laying eggs and I get to eat their eggs and I just have to remind myself that even when times are tough, that they don't last forever. And I just kind of, sometimes you just have to endure it. Like I try to enjoy most of what, you know, motherhood offers and what I have on my little farm. But some parts you just kind of have to just get through because you can't have, you know, you can't have the rainbow without the rain. So yeah, um, just recognizing that there are just moments and they'll pass. Yeah. And one thing I really admire about you, to just like from this specific experience of Augie waking up at 4 a.m. I know that he woke up at 4 a.m. and you watched the sunrise with him. And I think there's something really sweet in that. Like you you found something to enjoy in that inconvenient yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you like I feel like we're different people when we're tired. It's like, true. I yes. have like an alter ego. Oh. Same. And like that morning version of me, I'm like, oh, the things I say to myself when I hear him cry, I'm like, <laughs> I I have to like apologize for it later on, even though he didn't hear me yeah. and no one heard me, but I'm like, gosh, I was not thinking good things. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry because, he, oh, like we put him to bed and I like, I miss him and I just look yeah. through all, all the pictures and the videos of that day and I'm just like, I will do absolutely anything for that boy. Mm-hmm. And... I just have to put that alter ego to the side yes. and just tell her she is not the boss. Yes. <laughs> but but I, I know that that isn't, like, necessarily, like, a real hardship. I know there are, like, way more deep, heavy things that everybody goes through. But I think that's something that can apply across everything. Is mm-hmm. like, there is something beautiful in what's happening. Mm-hmm. and In the mundane. Yes, yes. In the mundane, in the hard. And that's, like, that's life, right? Like life isn't life isn't just the highlights mm-hmm. no, yeah. life is like 90 percent like or more life is 90 percent like those really mundane tasks that you do every day and that is what our life is comprised of and if we can find joy in that that is our greatest mm-hmm. gift and our greatest achievement is mm-hmm. to be able to treasure that absolutely i love that okay kenna so i mean we've talked about a, a lot of things that you do you're like, I mean, I was impressed by you before, but I'm like speechless at this point. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm like, you do a lot, right? Like, I do a little bit of a lot. <laughs> but I'm just curious what you do for yourself. If you have any like regular rituals that you do for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then also, are there any practices that you have that help you to better enjoy motherhood or to help you be a better mother? Yeah. Um, so I I try to find like one or two things a day that's like just for me. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those things that just like in this last year, like I've become really consistent at and I attribute a lot of it to having a partner is having someone to go to the gym with. Um, I go, I meet Hannah at the gym every single morning at 6.45. Like we don't even have to text each other anymore at night because we know that we're going to be there. Yeah. And it just helps having someone accountable uh, to hold you accountable. But that's just our time to just focus on ourselves. And I'm not really even going to the gym to like reach any specific body goal. It's more of just, I purely enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I love that time. 
Um, but for me, that's like one thing a day that I actually enjoy. For some people, like if you don't like working out, then that shouldn't be your one thing mm-hmm. that you do to like for focus. yourself. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like, you know, I love to thrift. I, I've realized thrifting with a toddler, though, is no longer enjoyable, so <laughs> thrifting that's, by myself. That's not necessarily um, self-care. Yeah, yeah. no longer self-care. <laughs> so I love to just thrift by myself and just find little treasures for the house or, like, little clothes for Augie. Um, I just, like, love the hunt. Um, I'll occasionally get a pedicure. I'll take a nap. Like, just finding, like, those things. You can't do them every day, and I... You know, sometimes I only get to doing one, but just like to find time to just focus on myself, I think helps me be a significantly better mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely have to agree with that in my personal life. If I have only tried to like give of myself all day, I'm frustrated. Miles is frustrated mm-hmm. because I'm not my best self yeah. for him. And it just, it doesn't help anybody when I... You don't want to resent motherhood, you know? Yeah. No. And not that I'm, like, chilling at the spot every day. And, like, a lot of times for me, my self-care is, like, Pierce, I need you to take him for 10 minutes, and I'm just going to go do my thing for a minute. And, like, obviously there are different scopes. Like, some days it's a pedicure, which is, like, the most luxurious thing ever. In my mind, like, what a freaking treat. And sometimes it is, for for me at least, most days it's like you, like, waking Waking up up early and giving myself a minute before he wakes up. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I just so agree with that sentiment that, like, you have to take care of yourself. And especially, like, I know you're so busy. Like, you do mm-hmm. – I, I know, like, professionally, we said you're a photographer, but I know you do, like, other things too. And you're a mom and a gardener and, like, a full-time wife. And you do – a full-time wife. <laughs> <laughs> like, nine to five. <laughs> Where did that go? Or no, I'm like, I guess five to eight. <laughs> And you, you still make that like time for yourself. And I think that is just so important. And every mom that I know, I just want to like ingrain that in them is like, you deserve to be taken care of mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And to make time. I just thought too, like not just for myself, but to make time with like your husband or your partner mm-hmm. to like have that time without the kids, like to just focus on each other because so many times we're just talking about him or we're handing Augie off and we're, you know, it's, still focused on Augie, even though we're all together. Mm-hmm. Um, but to just, you know, have those moments where it's just the two of you. To be intimate, to just watch a show, to, like, go out on a date. Just it's time so to just, you know, take care of that relationship. It's so totally. important. Well, I, I feel like I've not only grown to be just, like, in awe of you, <laughs> but also, um, honestly, like, gleaned a lot of insight into, like, just little things that I feel like I could better do in my own life to find joy. Starting with, I really love that first point you made about just like human interaction and like taking Christmas treats to your neighbors, even though you don't know them or, you know, whatever it is, I just, I could be better at that. And that is something that I, every time I do make like a small effort, it really does bring me joy. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I just love that you said that. Yeah. And I just so admire how you find joy in like the littlest things and how you really do let those things fill you up and I feel like I learned from you to be more grateful in my everyday life for those little moments that I get with Miles or with Pierce and even though 
they're not necessarily so significant to anybody from the outside looking in. They're significant to me. Mm-hmm. And I just love the thought of like finding more joy in those little significant things. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. We were, we've been talking about having you on since we started talking about guests. Yeah. We just like, oh, love I'm you. beyond, I'm beyond honored. <laughs> so, so happy so you're fun. here. It honestly just felt like we were just chatting. I know. It, with a microphone between all of us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, anyways, thank you so much for listening. We are really excited about all the episodes we have coming up. Um, if you tuned in just to listen to Kenna, we don't blame you. She's amazing. <laughs> but come hear us next week, too. We release an episode every Friday and would love to have you. If you want to join in the conversation, you can follow along on Instagram at kindred underscore conversations.